the EPL show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by mybookie.ag. Use a promo code SGP for up to $1,000 deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by our Sports Gambling Podcast Network and ATC Football Tournament. We're teaming up with all things comedy to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden Sims and give away $10,000 in my bookie credits. The tournament starts on the 3rd of July, and all you have to do is go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full lineup of premium smokable CBD now shipping legally to all 50 states and if you use the promo code SGP you'll get 15% off that's cushy k-u-s-h-y dreams.com and the promo code S-G-P listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Check out the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com, which is where you can find my weekly EPL article. Check out my Twitter account at SGP EPL. That's at SGP EPL. Give it a follow. And if you keep going with the likes and the retweets and the iTunes reviews, I will keep giving out the free plays, the winning free plays. All I need is is those screenshots from the iTunes reviews. They help us here on the SGP to secure sponsors and continue doing this show for free. But I will take those follows, likes, and retweets as well. If you interact with me, I'll interact with you, and I will keep the free plays coming over at SGP EPL. But of course... All roads lead to my website, lockbetting.com, where the PL for June is up. You can also track back and find the COVID PL for March to June, where we had a very, very successful COVID period. Limited stuff to bet on, but we managed to make it work, making over three thousand pounds during that period and the june pnl will be going up today it will be out by the time this podcast comes out so all you need to do is go to lockbetting.com check out the pnl at the top of the page we've won for 73 months in a row 73 months of tracked profit and you can go there and see it for yourself it's not a myth Every member has access to that. It's an open forum. It's transparent. If the PL was incorrect, you would see comments at the bottom from the other members saying, I don't remember this bet. I don't remember winning this much money. That never, ever happens because I'm 100% transparent and I win every single month. 73 months in a row. We look to continue it in July and the PL for June 2020 is now up on the page. So go and check it out for free at lockbetting.com and then if you want to sign up to be a member, feel free to do so. I do recommend signing up at the start of the month because if you sign up to a Patreon page in the middle of the month, it will charge you for the whole month. And whereas it could be fun to go back and look at back content, all you'll be looking at is all of the winning bets for the first half of the month. It's time-sensitive content when you're dealing with gambling. It's not like I'm a, a porno girl where you can enjoy the videos that I've previously put out. No, my content will be expired if you join in the middle of the month. The bets would already be done and won, hopefully. 
hopefully. And um, it will be no good to you at all. So sign up at the start of the month as early as you possibly can. Now is the time to sign up at lockbetting.com. Moving on to match day 33, coming off a successful match day 32, where the lock landed early in the week, landed on Monday with Crystal Palace and Burnley, a no-sweat under so we can add that to our lot record and we start with a similar looking type of game here between Norwich and Brighton Norwich are the 23 to 10 underdogs here it's 23 to 10 on the draw and Brighton are the six to five favorites here to pick up a win at Norwich which would surely surely cement their Premier League status for next season for me, as I said, it's similar to the lock we gave out last week because what we have here is two teams that really, really struggle to score goals. Norwich have failed to score in seven of their last eight Premier League games. Brighton have failed to register in four of their last five contests and under 2.5 goals have been scored in nine of Brighton's last 12 fixtures. So I'm expecting a tight, low-scoring game here, decided by one goal. The need for Norwich is far greater than Brighton at this moment in time because they are cut adrift at the bottom. But if they do win this game, they will go within three points of Aston Villa and Bournemouth, none of whom I have winning this weekend, and within four points of Watford, who I also don't think will win this weekend either. So this is an opportunity for Norwich to get themselves back in the conversation. And they have games coming up against teams in and around them. But... This is a must win. For Brian, it isn't because wins at the bottom are so difficult to come by. Their one win against Arsenal looks like they may be out of it. The same goes for West Ham against Chelsea. And if Brighton win here, then they're totally out of the conversation. They can put their feet up. There's no way they're going to get relegated this season if they can get this win at Norwich. For me, I think this plays out to a nil-nil draw or a one-nil win either way. Norwich's need is greater, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Brighton win it. I'm going to go for the under here at the nice value price of four to five based on the statistical data. And I think we start game week 33 or match day 33 with a low scoring affair here in this one. Moving on to Leicester versus Crystal Palace, where Leicester are available at seven to 10. It's 11 to four, the draw. And it's 96 to 19 best price on Crystal Palace. This has become a must-win game for Leicester because the gap is closing heavily now. It's just three points separating Wolves to Leicester between third and sixth place. So Wolves have entered the conversation. We know Man United and Chelsea have been there the whole time. But the fact that they've closed the gap now means that Manchester United and Chelsea are above Leicester in the odds here to finish in the top four. Leicester now have become outsiders to finish in the top four. And I predicted that on the last podcast and they did go on and lose that game to Everton. And now they are in big trouble. Man United now are actually the favourites at seven to four to finish third. Leicester cannot afford to drop points in this game. It is now a must win game for Leicester based on the fact that they have been caught up by the pack behind them and are now the outsiders to finish in the top four. Also, when you're looking at Leicester's schedule, this is one of the few winnable games that they have coming up because they have to go to Arsenal, they have to go to Tottenham, and they finish on the last day of the season 
with a game against Manchester United in Leicester, which some people are looking ahead and saying that could be a decider. Well, I don't, because I think it could be decided by then, giving Leicester's running, giving Leicester's form, and giving Man United's form, and I honestly think that it could be over by then, and that game may be pretty irrelevant, or Man United may need a point going into it. As far as this game goes, as I've already stated, clearly must win for Leicester. They are available at 7-10. to 10. But a lot of the data here would usually point to me going against them. Crystal Palace have avoided defeat in nine of their last 13 Premier League away games. Leicester have won just two of their last eight Premier League home matches. Uh, Leicester as a whole have won just four of their last 16 in all competitions, including going out of the FA Cup last weekend and losing midweek to Everton. So there's a ton of data there to turn around and go, this is a team to fade but knowing that their entire season is on the line and looking at this game as one of the few winnable ones they have ahead. I mean, this team could finish sixth and finished outside of the Champions League positions, even if Manchester City are banned from Europe next season. So if the Man City ban sticks, Leicester couldn't, could miss out by not even finishing in fifth place because Wolves are in better form, because Wolves have an easier run in, because Wolves are just three points behind them. For a selection on this game, I'm going to hesitantly go for Leicester. I certainly won't be making this an official pick, but this is simply a pick based on the fact that their need is far, far greater than Crystal Palace, who have absolutely nothing to play for. If you're looking for positives, look at the second half performance against Everton. They won that half 1-0. Obviously, they had a rocket shoved up their ass by Brendan Rodgers at halftime. I would expect a similar rocket to be shoved up their ass going into this game. And if you can get a response from these players, these are better players than the Palace players. So they should win this game nine times out of ten if they play to the best of their ability. But we've not seen this team play to the best of their ability since they were beaten 4-0 by Liverpool. In 2020, Leicester have been in relegation form. So all of a sudden, you're asking a team in relegation form to turn the corner and put together a run of wins that will help them stay in the Champions League positions. I don't see it. This team are not going to be making it into the Champions League unless... Manchester City's ban does stick. I do think it will stick. But even then, when I look ahead and work out the results for the remainder of the season, I still have Wolves finishing above Leicester. This team have gone, and I'm picking them here hesitantly because it's one of the few games that I have them winning for the remainder of the season. Other than that, I don't see them picking up anything at Arsenal or Tottenham or against Man United on the final day of the season. So it's going to be very, very difficult without winning at least one of those games for Leicester to remain inside the Champions League positions. If I look ahead at their running, I see them winning this game against Palace, winning at Bournemouth because they're a dumpster fire as well and winning at home to Sheffield United. And that's about it. That's about it. Three wins for them out of the remaining six games. It's not going to be enough but I will take Leicester here very hesitantly against Crystal Palace at home this weekend. But don't bet this game. This team are on the decline. There's something not right here. And I think we're about to witness a disaster as Leicester miss out here on Champions League football this season. Segwaying onto a team who we just spoke about and have gone the opposite way to Leicester in 2020, and that's Man United. They face Bournemouth here, and they're in red, red hot form. They've kept clean sheets in six of their last eight Premier League games. They've won each of their last two league matches 3-0. 
And they are unbeaten in 15 games overall recently, winning 11 of them. And they come up against a Bournemouth team here that have lost six of their last seven Premier League contests and have a 100% record of losing since they returned from the lockdown. That's why Man United are the one to four favourites here, which makes them pretty much unbackable at that price. But... There is massive value elsewhere on Man United in this game, including the minus 1.5 handicap where you can get Man United at three to five. That may be the easiest £60 that you've ever made, betting £100 on Man United to cover the 1.5 handicap here against a team that can't score going up against a team who have transformed themselves into one of the strongest defences in the Premier League this season. You can also take Man United to win this game to nil because I think it's highly unlikely that Bournemouth are going to find a net in this game. And there's actually value there as well. You could take Man United to win this game to nil at 10 to 11, minus 110. And I'm pretty certain that one cashes as well. For me, this is a three or four nil game. If Man United really decide to be cruel and ramp things up, then they could win this by five or six. But I don't think that's going to happen because I do think after we go two, three, four up, they're going to start taking off players like Rashford, like Fernandes and resting them for the next game. But I have no doubt this is not a supporter's pick. There is statistical data here to prove that. And looking at the way Bournemouth have played, they are 100% going down here and they are 100% going to get thrashed this weekend. If you look ahead at Bournemouth's running, I don't see any win for them until now, until from now until the end of the season. And this is just going to be an easy day at the office for Man United against a Bournemouth team who are in big trouble because not only are they looking to get relegated this season, they are also looking to lose a whole bunch of players because Callum Wilson ain't going to play in the championship next season. Nathan Ake isn't going to play in the championship next season. Joshua King isn't going to play in the championship next season. So there's a lot of players that are going to leave. They're not going to stay on here to help this team get back into the Premier League. And I think they could struggle again next season, even to get themselves into a playoff position. So we're looking at bad times here for Bournemouth. Bad fixture coming up for them this week. And I think Man United here win easily. So I would take Man United to win to nil at 10 to 11. And I like them on that minus 1.5 handicap here at 3 to 5. Moving on to Wolves versus Arsenal, which I actually have as my game of the week over at my article at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, which speaks volumes about how much Wolves have progressed over the last few years. They're the 25 to 19 favourites to win this game. It's 12 to 5 to draw, and it's 37 to 15 here on Arsenal. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, I have this Wolves team finishing above Leicester, and that includes not winning this game against Arsenal. Arsenal are a team who have somewhat turned the corner after starting with two defeats after the lockdown period. They've pulled off three wins in a row, winning at Southampton and Sheffield United and thrashing Norwich in midweek. This Wolves team have won all of their games as well and they've won them all to nil, so they are difficult to score against. But Arsenal have been much improved in defence as well. So I think this game could be a low-scoring draw. I'm leaning towards a one-all draw in this one. The draw is actually available at 12 to 5, as I just mentioned. But I also like the under here as well, because if anybody does win this game, I think it may be nicked by the odd goal. There's lots of data to support that. 
Arsenal have been much better defensively under Mikel Arteta. Wolves haven't conceded in their last three. I think this could be one of those games that that going nil nil at half time as well. But as I said, I think Wolves will end their winning run here, but still have enough easy games ahead to make it into a Champions League position. If you actually look at the combined 11 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I did it completely neutrally because I have no bias against Arsenal. I have no reason not to like Arsenal. Maybe when I was younger, when they were rivals of Man United going for the Premier League, but I don't consider them a rival anymore. I feel sorry for their fans. I think Arsenal fan TV is an embarrassment to Arsenal as a football club. So I actually have sympathy for Arsenal. So there was no bias done when doing this combined eleven. I had more Wolves players than Arsenal. Go and have a look at it. Go and have a look at it. Tell me if you disagree with, with anything that I did. I had more Wolves players in a combined eleven than Arsenal. This Arsenal team really do need to spend some money in the summer. Mikel Arteta is doing a really good job of what he has there at the moment. He's doing well bringing the young players in, but young players aren't going to get you back in the conversation for Champions League football. They do work to a certain extent. We've seen that with Chelsea, but you do need the quality in and around them. And at the moment, the only quality senior player that I see for Arsenal is Aubameyang. Lacazette looks like he's completely faded. Ozil doesn't want to be there. David Luiz, if you're playing David Luiz in your defence and you're challenging for the Champions League, you can forget about getting into the Champions League. I think the goalkeeper's decent. He's injured at the moment, Leno, but I think Leno's a player that can stay. I think Hector Bellerin can once again emerge as one of the best right backs in the world. I think is a good young player on the left. He's going to develop into that position. I think Pepe has potential. I think it's important to keep Aubameyang. I think Xhaka, the jury's still out on him. Some games he can be good and look like a really good holding midfield, midfield player. And some games he can look awful and look like a red card waiting to happen. But other than that, this is a team that needs to strengthen and I wouldn't be surprised if Wolves finish above them, not just this season, but for a few more seasons moving forward. And I don't know if Mikel Arteta is going to get that kind of time to re-establish Arsenal. But this is all unless, unless they spend money this summer and hopefully for Arsenal's case, they do. But as for this game... I think the value's on the draw. I think the value's on the under. I think Arsenal stop Wolves from winning here. I also like Arsenal on the double chance market as well in your game of the week here, Wolves versus Arsenal on Saturday. Moving on to Chelsea versus Watford, where Chelsea are the one to two favourites to win this game. It's 15 to four the draw and it's eight to one on Watford. I think there's actually value here on Chelsea at one to two. I know they haven't been the best home team this season, but Watford coming out of the lockdown have been a bit of a disaster and they look like they could honestly be relegated. It looks like Aston Villa could finish above Watford. If Aston Villa can put any kind of run together where they start to pick up points in their final four games because they're not going to pick up points at Liverpool. And I don't think they're going to pick up anything at home to Man United. But the game against Crystal Palace and then they travel to Everton and then they host Arsenal and then they travel to West Ham, there could be some points there for them. There could be, let's say, five points there for them at best. And that could be enough because when you're looking at Watford's schedule and looking ahead for Watford, for me personally... I only have Watford picking up four points. I have Watford getting a win at home to Norwich and then possibly getting something at home to Newcastle. And Newcastle look like a rejuvenated team at the moment. So even that's going to be difficult. 
As for the rest of the fixtures, I don't think that Watford are going to win at West Ham. I don't think they're going to get anything at home to City. And I don't think they're going to get anything at Arsenal. And I don't think they're going to get anything here at Chelsea. Chelsea are a good value pick this weekend at one to two. Definitely something I would consider betting individually and definitely something I would consider adding to parlays. In fact, Chelsea on the minus one Asian handicap is available at nine to ten. And that pushes if Chelsea just win this game by one goal. I like Chelsea here coming off a loss. I like Chelsea because they're a team that beat Manchester City at home. They've also won each of their last three Premier League home games. So even though they don't have the best home record, they should have enough here to beat Watford. And this is a Watford team that have won just one of their last 10 Premier League fixtures. So after starting well under the new manager, they have slipped back into the relegation conversation and could easily go down. But as for this game, for me, it's an easy pick on Chelsea. I like Chelsea minus one on the Asian handicap, which pushes if they just win by one. But I also like them on the money line, which we can pick here at one to two minus 200 in this game. Before we move on with the show, let me take a second here to let you know the guys are back at it again with another awesome sim tournament teaming up with all things comedy. They're running the 2019 NFL playoffs and giving away 10 thousand dollars in my bookie credits the tournament starts on the 3rd of july so make sure you get your entry in go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash atc for all the info that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash atc and of course the only place to bet on this sim tournament is at mybookie.ag the official sponsor here of the sports gambling podcast network you can also bet on everything that we are giving out here on the epl you can get it over at mybookie.ag plus they are still doing their 50 percent deposit offer so if you deposit anything up to one thousand dollars they will match it up to halfway Deposit 100 bucks and they'll spot you 50 bucks for absolutely nothing. They'll give you free money to bet with. So head over to mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP as always. That's mybookie.ag, promo code SGP when you make your first deposit. Let me also take a second here, like a timeout, to talk about Ace Per Head. That's the place to go if you've ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but didn't know how. Ace will help you start that sportsbook. They'll provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site with all lines updated to the second and wages graded immediately with top-notch 24-7 customer support, live betting, and an amazing mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We move on to Sunday's games and we start with Burnley versus Sheffield United where Burnley are the 2 to 1 underdogs here. It's 19 to 10 the draw and it's 17 to 10 on Sheffield United. Now usually I would say these are two teams that have nothing to play for which they don't and uh, have great difficulty scoring goals. But looking at the last result, Sheffield United scored three goals against Tottenham. They won that game, even though they have nothing to play for. And Burnley went and got a win at Crystal Palace on Monday. So the whole motivational factor doesn't really doesn't really come into play when you're looking at these two teams and the two managers that they have. They possibly have managers here installed that aren't going to let them quit for the rest of the season that aren't going to let them go on their holidays early. So we may see ourselves 
a surprisingly open game here. Sheffield United have actually drawn eight of their last 16 Premier League away games and Burnley are unbeaten at Turf Moor in their last five. Um, Sheffield United only averaged 0.8 goals per away game this season with Burnley averaging 1.3 at home. So despite the fact they're in decent form, they are pretty much still low scoring teams despite the fact that Sheffield United put up three in midweek. I'm going to lean towards the value here with the draw, which is available at two to one or over that if you shop around. I think these two teams will play out a draw. I think we're probably looking at a 1-1 though instead of a 0-0 because they have shown lately that they can put the ball in the back of the net, which is why I'm not automatically heading towards the under. Although one all does cover an under and I do think it will be an under, it wouldn't surprise me to see one of these game, one of these two teams nick it. But I'm going to go for a draw in the Burnley-Sheffield United game here at a big price of over 2-1. Up next, we have Newcastle versus West Ham, where West Ham just upset Chelsea and maybe out of the relevation conversation. They'll probably just need one win from their remaining six games. They'll look to get one here at Newcastle as a 29 to 16 underdog. Newcastle the 13 to 17 favourites, and it's 26 to 11 best price here on the draw. I would lean towards a Newcastle win. For some reason, Newcastle have been really, really decent coming out of the lockdown period, despite not being in any relegation danger and only really having the FA Cup to play for, which they're now out of. They've been the in one of the informed teams. They thrashed Bournemouth 4-1 in midweek. At home, they are unbeaten in 13 of their last 15 home games in the Premier League, whereas West Ham have lost 100% of their last seven away games in the Premier League. So there is value here on Newcastle winning this game. I don't think West Ham's season is going to be determined by losing this game. If you look ahead, West Ham have some very, very winnable games here to stay in the Premier League. They play at home to Burnley. They go away to Norwich. They play at home to Watford. I would expect West Ham to pick up at least seven points in those games. And even then, they finished the season at home to Aston Villa. A very, very easy run in for West Ham. Don't think they're in any way contenders to go down. But I do think that they will lose this game to an informed Newcastle here in this one. Moving on to Monday, and we have Liverpool versus Aston Villa, where Liverpool look to maintain a 100% winning record against Aston Villa. But they've been priced down. They were originally at 1-4. to four. You can now see them at 4-11 to 11 to win this game off the back of a thrashing yesterday against Manchester City, where they were pretty much humiliated. It's 9-2 to two to draw, and it's 8-1 to one on Villa. I think we see a bounce back here from Liverpool. I don't think Klopp is going to tolerate them going for, on holiday for a second game in a row. I think that we see them win this game to nil. I see them. I think we see them cover the minus 1.5 handicap. And I think we see them move more towards their goal of getting the 100 points. But will they get it or not? That remains to be seen. They are currently 15 points shy of that with six games to go. So they will need to win five of their last six in order to do that. And they do have some difficult games coming up, including against Arsenal and Chelsea. But this one, I think, is a nailed-on winner. Villa's fate is not going to be determined by what they do at Anfield this weekend. So I like Liverpool to win this game to nil here at 7-5. to five. And I also like Liverpool to cover the minus 1.5 Asian handicap here at even money. As I said, you're getting all this value because Liverpool got pumped yesterday 4-0 by 
by um, by Man City. So we're definitely looking at a team that will want to bounce back here. They're not going to want to win the league and all of a sudden go into celebration mode and not pick up any points for the rest of the season. That's going to be unheard of, of course, because even if they do go into holiday mode, they are still going to pick up points. And I think this is one of those games. I think Liverpool can probably win this game against Aston Villa in second gear, despite the fact Aston Villa are desperate to stay in the Premier League. I don't think they have a qu the quality to even compete with a Liverpool team in second gear, even if Liverpool do make some changes. But they didn't make any changes yesterday for the game against Manchester City. So that tells me that Despite the fact they play it down, this points record is important to them. And I think for them to win this game by more than a goal at minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap, you're getting some serious value there. And you're also getting value at 7-5 to five on Liverpool winning this game to nil. Comfortable Liverpool win here for me, despite what we saw yesterday against Manchester City. Look for a bounce back here in this one. Up next, we do move on to Manchester City, who travel to Southampton. And Southampton, despite the fact they're having a fairly decent season, do actually have one of the worst home records in the Premier League. Manchester City are the 2-5 to favourites to win this game. It's 9-1 to on the Saints, and it's 5-1 to on the draw. This is an easy pick here for me on Manchester City. Manchester City have beaten Southampton in each of the last seven meetings between the two teams. So this is definitely something to consider adding to parlays. Um, Manchester City have conceded to Southampton though regularly. Southampton have notched a consolation in each of the last four of those seven defeats. Man City have won nine of the last 11 in all competitions and Southampton have won just one of the last six home matches. So there's value here on Manchester City winning and both teams finding the net, which you can get at 23 to 10 best price. But for me, this is a convincing win for Manchester City. I think they'll cover the Asian handicap here as well at the minus one. And um, I think you're looking at something along the lines of 3-1, which individually as a scoreline is available at 14 to one for this one. Moving on to the final game happening on Monday, and it's Tottenham versus Everton, where Tottenham are the 6-5 favourites here. It's 13-5 the draw, and it's 23-9 on Everton. This game is exactly why we wait for all of the fixtures to complete. That's why I don't can a show early while Premier League games are still going on because we wouldn't have seen Liverpool get beaten 4-0. We wouldn't have seen Tottenham lay a massive egg at Sheffield United and lose 3-1, basically ending their Champions League hopes. I would have thought that Tottenham's running was easy enough for them to compete and challenge Leicester and Wolves for the final Champions League position. They now have no chance. They'll be clinging on for a place in Europe. And that's why I won't be taking Tottenham here. I would have automatically been taking Tottenham to win this game. But I think Everton are more than capable here of avoiding a defeat here at 4-6. to six. They've been much, much better under Carlo Ancelotti. Mourinho now has no excuses. He's had pretty much an entire pre-season during this lockdown period to get this team ready to sort out this defence, to get his best players back. He has no excuses. Harry Kane is there. Son is there. Maybe they're a little bit rusty. They certainly look rusty, especially on Son's part. Kane looks a little better than him. Deli Ali can't even get into the side at the moment. This looks like a big, big problem. On paper, you can put a good Tottenham team together and they look like they could challenge for the Champions League if they're able to 
sign a couple more defenders. In midfield and attack, they look like a free-flowing team that should be able to put up a lot of goals. They haven't been. Sheffield United won that game comfortably. Tottenham fans will point to a controversial handball decision where Mora where more was fouled and accidentally handled the ball. It doesn't matter for me, but because, because for the first half an hour of that game, Tottenham were piss poor. Sheffield United dominated that game and in the end, deservedly ended up winning that game. Tottenham have got big, big problems and I don't know if another summer with Jose Mourinho being able to bring in who he wants, bring in new faces, spending time with his players, training them is going to work if... Jose Mourinho doesn't have it anymore. And I'm a big supporter of Mourinho and I've always been against those people that said he doesn't have it, he's lost it, he's lost it, he's out of touch, he's out of touch. But now with this team and these players to occupy the league position that you have and coming out of the lockdown period and, and playing the way that they played yesterday, I can't make any more excuses for Mourinho anymore. He has to win this game. Tottenham have to go on a run. Otherwise, I hold I hold no hope for Tottenham next season. And I don't think a summer with Mourinho being able to bring in these faces that he wants to improve the personnel at this club and having time to implement his strategies are going to improve because this team can't defend. If you're going to play the Mourinho way you need good defenders there you need a solid anchor man in front of your back four he doesn't have any of that and I don't know if Daniel Levy is going to give this manager 150 to 200 million to spend in a summer on the basis of what he's seen from him so far. This lockdown period would have been essential, not just for trying to challenge for a Champions League position and to secure European football next season, but to show Daniel Levy what you can do with the right players in place. It was important for Tottenham to come out of this lockdown period and get some positive results, show some positive football. And there's still time to do that. They can still win their remaining games or pick up a positive points tally from them, including winning Everton, winning this game against Everton, including winning the North London derby against Arsenal at home. That will be a key game for Tottenham. But for me, I finally have lost faith in Mourinho. I think now he's better off retiring, picking up a big fat check, fat paycheck and finishing his coaching days up in China, possibly even moving to international football or doing something like that. I don't think he's a Premier League manager anymore. And um, I don't think Tottenham are going to qualify for the Champions League. I don't think they're going to qualify for the Champions League next season. And I don't think Jose Mourinho is going to be the manager by the end of next season. I think he's going to get the summer. I think once we don't see improvement halfway through next season, we are going to see this manager go. And it's going to be a shame because I think that will finally be the end of Jose Mourinho in the Premier League. And he will go and coach either internationally or in China. I don't think he's going to get another top flight job in the Premier League. In Serie A, all the Liga. And as for this game, I think Tottenham end up dropping more points here and I like Everton here at 4-6 on the double chance market to simply avoid a defeat here against a lacklustre and out of form Tottenham team here. Closing out with our lock on the show. This is our 50th lock of the season. We have done locks on the FA Cup international football and some weeks there have been some double locks. That's why we have so many. 35 and 14 going into this one as we look to go 36 and 14 on our locks. And we are going to go with Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. Don't think this Bournemouth team can contain Man United. Don't think that they can score against Man United. Comfortable day at the office here. Three or four nil for Man United. I'm not going to go for the to nil. Well, I was tempted to go for the to nil, but I'm a little bit worried because he does seem to be frequently taking off 
uh, the top players and giving them a rest with around about 70 minutes gone when we're comfortably ahead. Therefore, I'm not going to play a full unit on that because I think it's only a matter of time before Man United are cruising in a game and the reserve players end up conceding a, a sloppy late goal. I've seen it very often with United teams in the past. So I'm going to play it safer. I'm going to take the minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line as we look to go 36 and 14 with our locks for the parlay. Keep it super simple. Man U, Chelsea, Liverpool, all win this weekend. Easy parlay for you guys. Should hit three-teamer. Odds on that one are at 13 to 10. So big value there. I may make that an official play this week because I just cannot see how any of those drop any points against uh, Bournemouth, Aston Villa, or Watford, three teams that haven't looked good coming out of the lockdown period. If anybody has at least looked respectable out of that group, it's been Aston Villa. But coming up against Liverpool, off a bounce back, off a humiliating loss against Manchester City, Klopp's not going to tolerate that. I think they are going to come here and comfortably put Villa to the sword. And all three teams here win with Chelsea and Man United hoping to secure Champions League football and with Liverpool hoping to reach that 100-point marker and breaking Manchester City's points tally record. For the underdog this week, I'm going to go to the game of the week, Wolves versus Arsenal. I'm going to double down on the draw there in that one. I think that these two teams managed to cancel each other out. Arsenal have been much improved under Mikel Arteta, especially away from home. They haven't won too many games, but they've managed to avoid a defeat in a vast majority of their games under Mikel Arteta. As for Wolves, they haven't conceded a goal since the lockdown period came about. One or three games. I think Arsenal have the firepower to net a goal in this game, but I think inevitably it does play out into a draw. But I still think, as I said earlier, I still think that it won't damage Wolves too much because I think with their run-in, they're still capable of qualifying for the Champions League. If fifth place gets you the Champions League spot, we're still waiting for a final decision from the court of arbitration or they've made a decision we're waiting to see what Manchester City's appeal goes like in my opinion I think it's going to be reduced to one year and Manchester City won't play in the Champions League next season but it'll be reduced from two years so they will get in a season after which is why you won't see an exodus from Manchester City but we've already seen Leroy Sane leaving for a cut price of 54 million and that's going to be interesting for the remainder of the summer to see what prices players go for because a lot of clubs are saying that they don't have money therefore we may see a huge dip in transfer fees, we may see players like Leroy Sane, who probably would have been a £100 million player, going for closer to 50 £60 million. And the same looks to be happening with Jadon Sancho, with Man United saying they're not willing to pay any more than £50 million for him. I think in the end, that one will end up exceeding £60 million, but being less than £70 million. But I do think it will go ahead in the end. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of transfer fees people go for with clubs having much less money due to the COVID period and not having a period of home games or having to play out those remaining home games without supporters in attendance. Don't forget, you can check out the European show over at lockbetting.com. 
The European show just costs $10 a month to be on that tier. Four shows a month, that works out to $2.50 a show. We heard a sample of it on one of the Bundesliga shows here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You heard already what a profitable show it is. The proof is in the pudding. I gave you guys the proof. I came on, gave you the show. It went 7-1 and that week, and it does that very often. It is the crown jewel of LockBetting.com with a lock record this season of 28 and 7 with another lock landed last weekend and we look to keep the ball rolling here over with the European show 3-0 and with the locks since the lockdown period since we resumed with football and we look to continue it going and of course the Bundesliga show is done. That finished last weekend. We finished up with a lot record of seven and three, landing that double with Bayern Leverkusen and Borussia Mönchengladbach. A lot of you guys have commented on Twitter. Keep the comments coming. If you want the Bundesliga show back next season, keep them coming. Or if you want another league, mention that as well. Hit up the timeline. I am on Twitter at SGPEPL, but make sure you tag Ryan and Sean on that. They have two accounts. One is for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's at the SGP Network. The other one is the Sports Gambling Podcast account. That's at Gambling Podcast, at Gambling Podcast. Keep the tweets coming if you want to see the Bundesliga show return next season or some kind of other European league. I will only be doing one additional European league. So it'd be the EPL show, the Champions League show, which will be coming back in August, and one other European league because I don't want to take away too much from the members over at LockBain.com who pay every month to get the European show and, of course, pay for the exclusive picks. If you want the picks, then you need to head over to lockbend.com and upgrade to one of the package where you get one of the picks. There's an option between a soccer package or an all-in package where you can get the UFC and the KBO. Absolutely killing it in the KBO this season. Currently riding out a 14-2 run in the KBO. I have taken on a KBO expert and he has been smashing it during the KBO season. So you will get that on the top tier over at lockbetting.com. But of course, if you just want to check out the PL, as I said at the top of the show, that will be available to check out for free. 73 months of consecutive track profit, profit in June as well. And you can check out the PL chart over at lockbetting.com. You can look at that for free. That's it from me in this edition of the EPL show. I'll be back with another edition of the EPL show on Monday. But until then, Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening, guys.